Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to grow as a confident leader and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I'm very happy to have my guest, Jono Petrohilos, and he is a dynamic speaker that's going to talk to us about being a co-founder and director of Fitness Education Online, one of the largest online course providers in Australia for personal trainers. He sells over a million dollars worth of online courses every year and has been awarded the Australian Fitness Industry Educator of the Year multiple times. He also helps other professionals create and sell online courses with his free Facebook group and podcast, The Course Creator Community. I chose an obvious topic for today, how to create and launch your first online course. Please welcome Jono Petrohilos. Hello. So cool. You know, and this is something that, you know, people think, oh, I can't do a course. I'm not a teacher. I'm not. And, you know, I think the first time I did a course, um, I worked with another gentleman and it was like, if you give me the fr- framework, it was, it was fun to do. And, mm. you know, there's a lot of the podcasters out there. Take note, you can use your transcripts for a lot of good courses. Oh, yes. So before we get into the depth of this, I always ask everybody, um, what part of the world are you calling home? Uh, we're in Australia. Yes, I was going to say my accent might give it away, but I'm from <laughs> Sydney in Australia. Ah, so let's just start by saying, what is the advice that you would give that <clears throat> that novice to be able to start? I'm going to get it. Yes, again. good question. Now, my advice may be different to a lot of other people's <laughs> advice, so stick with me. It'll make sense at the end. If you're thinking of creating an online course, my first bit of advice would actually be don't create an online course yet, yet, all right? What I would recommend doing to start with is create the sales page, just the sales page. You obviously need the overview of your course. And if we're, I'll even give some tips on how to put it together, simplified version, just come up with five modules, four or five different modules, big rocks that you could teach that you could spend 30, 40 minutes teaching about. That's all you need. Don't put them together. Just the idea. Mm -hmm. Put it on a sales page, right? Then what you're going to do 
is you're going to promote the course for a couple of weeks and you're not going to promote it as a five module course because you don't have the course yet. You're going to promote it as a five week course mm -hmm. where every week you're going to get a different module. We'll speak about the advantages of whether you teach it live or you drip it, but it doesn't matter for now. The whole mm -hmm. point is just that we want to sell this course mm -hmm. before we've created it. And the first time we deliver it, we want to deliver it week by week by week. There's a few different reasons why we do that. But the main one is this. Most people, actually, I'm going to ask you a question, Vicky. How long do you think it takes most people to create their first online course from <laughs> when they start it to when it's finished and ready to go? Well, from my experience of being with others that are in course creators, it could take months and some people years. But, yeah. um, you know, if you do what you say, you, you give, let me tell everyone, he's giving you awesome advice, exactly <laughs> what you should follow. It takes, well, that's the thing. Most people, it takes, from what I've spoken to, about mm -hmm. a year on average yeah. <laughs> to create that online course. But it gets worse because most people aren't able to sell any of the first online course they create. because Not because of the marketing, because of the topic. It just wasn't the topic that the audience wanted and no amount of marketing can help that. What usually happens is they get a, they do better on their second course or their third course, because now they actually know what their market wants and what they need to put in the course. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's nothing worse than spending a year creating an online course. You've spent time, you've spent money, you have spent energy, and mm -hmm. then you pretty much need to throw that away, which is very hard to do. You get, you get what's baby. called pot committed. Or, yeah, it is. You know, like it, there's, there's a poker term. I used to um, play poker where it was like, once you put a certain amount of money on the bet, even if you knew you were going to lose, you're kind of like, ah, I've gone this far. I may as well ride it out and lose all my money. You know, I can't just pull out now. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. So what we're doing here is prote protecting that. We're putting together a sales page. If it sells, great. Happy days. Get busy. All you need to do is create one module a week for the next five mm -hmm. weeks. And then at the end of that, now you've got your online course. We'll speak about how to clean it up and that later. But, you know, even if you just did that, you just teach once a week, every week for five weeks, you've now got an online course. Happy days. Didn't take you 12 mm -hmm. months, take you five weeks. But here's the better component. What's going to happen for a lot of people if they follow that system is they're not going to make any sales. If it's your first time, you're not good at, you know, you, you, don't, you don't know your market well enough, you might not make any sales. Mm -hmm. Yes, it sucks, but thank God you, you only <laughs> spent two weeks promoting it on a sales page than spending 12 months putting it together. So yeah. that's the major advantage of this system here. You're not wasting any time. Um, you're not wasting any time on something that's not going to sell. And when you do create it, you're getting paid to sell it. So mm -hmm. that's my biggest tip. Awesome. Very, very good. Yeah. And I know whenever I created my first couple up, I did just, I put stuff out there as research. You know, I just said, well, you know, oh, I, I think perfect. I want to do this. You know, what do you think about it? And, and get feedback yeah. from the social media and they'll just tell you, oh, no, what are you yeah. talking? No, I, I would never go to that. I never do that. 100%. Well, that's actually the, that's the step before. I didn't mention that because I mm -hmm. thought I'd give a simplified example, but that's actually the step before. What mm -hmm. I do is exactly what you said, Vicky, in one of two ways. Mm -hmm. I either just make a post in my Facebook group. Hey, people, I'm thinking of putting together a course on this topic here. Is this something you'd potentially be interested in? Sometimes I get zero comments. Sometimes I get a hundred comments, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. The ones where I get zero comments, I'm not even putting the sales page together. 
right? It's not even worth it. You know, the ones that get a hundred comments, I'm putting that sales page together and I'm putting it together well, because I know, and I can also go deeper. Oh, you're Mm -hmm. interested in that course. Vicky, what kind of modules would you want to see? And then whatever you tell me, I put on the landing page. So I know Mm -hmm. exactly. Um, Another strategy I, I use now is as a podcaster, I'll podcast on a particular topic post mm-hmm. that in the Facebook and I post it every week anyway. Hey guys, right. here's this week's podcast. Comment below if you want the link. Once again, some of them get zero comments. Some of them get a hundred. If there's a, an episode that gets a hundred uh, comments saying, mm-hmm. Hey, yes, send me the link. There's a course in that. I'm yeah. getting the sales page. together. Yeah. That's, that's, that's excellent idea to do. All right. So you created the course and um, you want to go ahead and launch it. What steps do you take or recommend that they should take to really launch it and get the results that they they need yes good question so this one kind of depends if you already have an audience or if you don't have an audience i'll share if have the audience first Mm because that's an easier one and then we can kind of talk about um if you don't have an audience what to do there so if you have an audience, it's pretty easy to start with. You just sell it to your audience, right? You use that same strategy that we mentioned on how to create it. And then your audience is going to buy it. What medium do you use? Well, email is obviously the, the, mm-hmm. the easiest, but whatever you're on. If you're a TikToker, great. If you're an Instagrammer, great. You're a blogger, great. But either way, the moral of the story there is you sell it to your audience. Now, if that sells, it shows you that there's demand. I recommend even doing that strategy a couple times because what happens the first time when you teach it live, it's not that good. Same as anything we do at the first mm-hmm. time, right? Because you just don't know the market well enough. And especially if you're doing it live, you know, people might ask questions. You don't know how to mute someone. Your videos are too long, too short. Like the first one's almost like a practice, right? So use that first one as a practice. So your second one, you can it can then um, you can then make it a lot better. And then usually your second one is the one that you sell that's on demand. Now, if you have two successful internal launches like that to your your own database, you're ready for Facebook ads because Mm -hmm. you've already validated it. It's like you've shown that if you can, that this course sells, if you can get it in front of the right people. Now you can choose just to keep getting, do it internally. That's fine. Um, But if it's got that demand and it's validated, Facebook ads is the ticket. That's the strategy I use now with with my business fitness education mm-hmm. online. It's quite a simple one, and I'll share I'll share a simplified example of it. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm selling a course that's two hundred dollars. Right? Let's say I put um I put two hundred bucks. Let's call it a week to keep it easy on Facebook ads. Right? My course costs two hundred dollars, so I'm going to put two hundred dollars a week on Facebook ads. If I do that, let's say I get leads for about ten dollars, I'm getting twenty leads right? Let's say on average, about 10% of people buy it, I'm getting two sales, which means that I'm putting 200 bucks in, I'm getting 400 bucks out, mm-hmm. two times ROI, pretty good, right? Yeah, if I can, I can yeah, if mm-hmm. I can scale it up, great. It might get to the point where I can, but you know what's better than the two times ROI, Vicky? Those 20 people that didn't sign up, because they're still hot prospects, yeah. right? Now, if I did that every week, and $200 is not a lot of money for Facebook mm-hmm. ads, right? But let's say you just did that every single week and you've got 20 hot leads coming into your email database um, you know, every week. Do the math on that. You know, it adds up pretty quick. And then you stay, scale it up as well. You've now, not only are you making money on the front end 
but you're also making money on the back end as well. Because obviously those people that inquire, they're on your email list. When you do your next internal launch, they're going to get notified about it, yada, yada, yada. So that's a, a simple strategy if you already have an audience. If you don't have an audience, unfortunately, it's a little bit harder mm -hmm. because the answer is, well, you need to build an audience. Now, mm -hmm. I know that's probably not what a lot of people want to hear, um, but there's, there's kind of ways around it, but they're harder. And I'll share some of those as well. But the simplified version is you, if you want to sell something online, you pretty much need an audience. It's kind of how the way the, mm -hmm. the world works, right? And if you don't have an audience now, it's it's the old question, like when was the, the, when was, when's the, the best egg. time? To... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chicken and the egg. And also like, you know, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, right? When's <laughs> the next best time? Right now, right? So that's the thing. If you want to make money online, well, you got to start building an audience. And the sad part to that is it's going to take time. So my background's in fitness, Vicky. A lot of people would see me. Hey, Jono, you know, I need to lose 20 pounds. You know, I need to lose 10 kilos or whatever it is. Um, yeah, how quick can I do it? You're looking at like half a year if you do it properly, you know? And don't get me wrong, you got to do it and it's healthy to do it and you got to start now, but don't expect like you can just train yeah. for a couple of days and you're going to lose... Yeah, it's it's the same thing with building an audience. You know, you don't expect to sign up for TikTok and be an influencer in two weeks. It's it's going to take time. Mm. So there's a couple of things I recommend doing in the meantime while you're you're building your audience, you're posting content. A couple of easy things you can do, and I'll I'll share six specific strategies. I'll just rattle off them quick, and we can dive deeper if needs be. Okay. Um, but the easiest one to start with is just with your warm audience. Like mm -hmm. even if you're not an influencer, like you probably have some kind of email list or you've got some friends or you've got some family. Like there's very few people that, you know, have no friends, not even on Facebook, not even one friend on Facebook. Like there's probably somebody you can say, Hey, you know, I've got this course. Is it something you're interested in? Mm -hmm. Right. And see if you can validate it that way. Cause I'll go back a step. If you don't have an audience, I wouldn't recommend running ads yet because you haven't validated the course. Let's, mm -hmm. let's get some, some people that know us to buy it first now we know that it sells and there's a market for it, then we can put ads on, right? So we'll call that number one, Facebook ads for cold people, but we use that later, right? Number two is just your warm audience. You can just, you know, go and contact them, you know, see if there's anyone that you know. Uh, number three is a cold audience because you mm -hmm. might be like, well, Jono, I don't know anyone that, that would potentially do my course. No dramas. Go on LinkedIn, type in job title, whatever it is you're searching, go and connect with a hundred people a week. A percentage of them are going to connect, uh, accept. A percentage of them are going to have a conversation with you. And I get it. You're going to get told no a lot of times. You're going to get not accepted a lot of times. But if you've got no other options, it's better than nothing. No, yeah. Just go and do that. Have some conversation. See what happens. So that's strategy number number three. Uh, strategy number four is posting organically. We kind of touched on that a, a little bit. Mm -hmm. The other two can be used for newbies as well. Strategy number five is referrals. So yeah. let's say if you get someone to do your course, chances are they know other people like you as well. If I'm a podcaster, I probably know mm -hmm. other podcasters. I'm a course creator, I probably know other course creators. You know, I'm a fitness professional, I know other fitness professionals. Make it juicy for me. You know, hey, Jono, if you like this course, you know, make a post on your, your social media and, and promote it, you know. Um, and that leads on also to number six as well, which is affiliates. Yeah. This is the ticket if you can get it right. It's hard to get right. Um, but if you can get it right, this is probably the one exception where if you don't have an audience, but you know someone that has your audience and they want to promote your course, 
that's where you can actually do it. The limitation to that is you got to give away 50% of your, your revenue yeah. most of the time, but that's a good deal. Yeah, it's kind of like sure. you're getting zero without you're getting fifty percent <laughs> of of you know fifty percent of anything is better than a hundred percent of zero. So, yeah, they're my, my strategies. Yeah, um, I know some of the <clears throat> some of the course creators recommend to to start to build that audience. It, you can take that content, the the premise of your course, and do a webinar. And that is a great way to, mm. you know, peak interest and get people to, to say, yeah, I'll come to that free hour. And um, you're 100%. not going to teach really at the webinar, but you're going to get mm. them to maybe want to say, yes, I'll, I'll do the six, six weeks with you now. 100%. And I'll give a, a quick tip there as well. It's a great way to do it, especially when you're you're doing the launch, even run a couple different webinars. Mm -hmm. The reason why that works so well, it, there's a few different reasons. A, it's more personal than just an email. Like let's say if um, if Vicky's on a webinar and I'm doing it live, I can kind of answer her specific questions. She can ask things in the chat box. You know, I can answer it specifically to her. Mm -hmm. I can do some checking beforehand, see who's in there. I can tailor the presentation or the pitch to those people there. I can also handle objections, you know, because I go, oh, it looks good, yeah. Jono, but it's, you know, it's too expensive or whatever. No dramas, Vicky. Is it, you're keen, it's literally just the price. Hey, would a payment plan work? Oh, sweet. Let me quickly do one personally for you. What, what, what would work payment plan wise? Yeah, let me do that quickly for you. Whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. You can handle objections there. But the better part with that is all those people on the webinar, similar to the, the Facebook ad, all the people that didn't buy. That doesn't mean they're, they're not going to buy ever. Yeah. It just means that it's the first time they've heard you present. You mm -hmm. know, very, it's a very small minority of people that are going to buy the first time they heard you present. Great. They've heard you present. Guess what? In 12 weeks time or whatever, when you do your next launch, maybe if they don't even jump on the webinar, they're going to buy because they heard you present, you know, 12 weeks ago and they weren't just ready then, but now they're ready. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just like with the podcast too, each time you go out there, you are yeah. building a, a relationship, you know, building like and know and trust. And <clears throat> if they like what they hear they they'll might seek you out and they go from a cold audience to a warm audience. Correct. All right. <clears throat> So you've got your course. What is the best platform to really launch that? Ooh. You know, hosting okay. it, figuring out. Okay. So very good question. And I could do a whole podcast <laughs> on this. I, yes. To be honest, I actually have a free course on this. So if anyone, I'll give a quick view here, quick overview here. But if anyone wants the more detailed option, I've got a free course on it. When you join the Facebook group, you get it. So feel free to, to join. But here's the thing. Uh, let me think of the best way to explain this. The short answer is it depends what you're looking for, right? Yeah. I'll share, I'll go from the beginner's journey to the more experienced journey. So when you're starting off, it's easiest if you get an online course platform that does everything. So you can host your course on it. You can sell your course on it. It's a card. It's got upsells. It's got downsells. It's got mm -hmm. landing pages. It's got um, email marketing. It's got everything on there. So a lot of the platforms out there, some of the common ones are, are things like Thinkific and Teachable, really good for actually hosting your online course on. 
But then when you need to like market it, then you've got to get extra software for email marketing. And then you've got to use mm-hmm. Zapier to link them together. And then you might need to get ClickFunnels for your landing page. And you end up getting like three or four different softwares mm-hmm. that you've all got to link up and do the tech on. Not ideal, right? Yeah. Um, that's why I recommend an all-in-one. There's a few of them out there. The two most common are Kajabi and Newsendler. Now, Kajabi is considered the gold standard. That's the that's It's the best. There's no, no doubts. Like in terms of the best one, that's the best. The limitation is it's also the most expensive. Yeah, it is. If you want to get the full version of Kajabi, I think you're on about 400 USD mm-hmm. a month, mm-hmm. right? Uh, New Zenla, their full version is about $70 a month. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not as good as a Kajabi, but it's about 90% as good. So mm. for most people starting off, for $70 a month, you can get everything you want done via New Zenla. Now, let's, should we go into, yeah, I'll go into the limitations of, of New Zenla as well. What's going to happen though? That's the best way to start. But what happens with most people and eventually is they're like, hey, this is great, but nothing's really good. Everything's mm. just okay. You know, like it would be better if I got a specific um, platform just for my emailing. So they'll have New Zealand for everything else, but then they'll go and get active campaign for their email. Mm. Then they'll be like, you know what? This checkout cart just isn't good enough. I like this Thrivecart one. I'm going to go and get Thrivecart for, for video. And then they'll get Thrivecart there. And then they'll be like, you know what? Now I'm making some revenue. So I can probably afford that $400 for, for Kajabi. Kajabi. I'm going to go and do Kajabi over here. So then you, the best, so to answer your question, the best to start off is probably New Zenla, but the best to have at the end, which most people have, is Kajabi for the course hosting, active campaign for the email marketing, and Thrivecart for the, the checkout. But yeah, if you okay. tell that to people at the start, it's kind of like, oh, now I've got to buy this, 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 and this. Now I've got to get right, Zapier to integrate it. Now I've got to learn it. It's too hard. I give up. So if you're yeah. starting off, use Enla for your first course or two, get some money in the door, get some experience, learn how the platforms work, and then you can look at do, uh, expanding onto some of these others. Very good. So <clears throat> you talked about Facebook quite a bit. And there are a lot of people on Facebook, a lot of people on LinkedIn, but how do you get the engagement that you want? And and mm. really talk about both of those because it's real, it, it can be two different audiences and target markets. In terms of LinkedIn and Facebook? Right. Yeah, 100%. So LinkedIn is great, in my opinion. LinkedIn is great if you've got like a specific job that you target. So let's say in my fitness education online business, I target just personal trainers. It's so easy to find on LinkedIn, job title, personal trainer, happy days, right? Um, Not everyone has that advantage there. I'm also a massive fan of Facebook groups. The key with Facebook groups, as you mentioned, Vicky, is engagement because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's easy to grow a Facebook group, but it's easy ish to grow a Facebook group, actually getting people to post and engaging it is a whole nother story, right? So that's another, like, I'll give some quick tips here, but that's like another whole podcast episode, right? Mm -hmm. Like how to, how to grow and engage. (laughs) So we're up to three, (laughs) three more podcasts we have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll give a really quick um, overview. I'll give some like overview strategies 
and then also some specific tactics. So in terms of getting engagement, the, the couple of things you want off the bat is like a safe environment. So you know what it's like on Facebook, someone makes a post and someone attacks them and criticizes them. And, you know, because of that, they're not going to post in case someone, you can't have that in your Facebook group, right? You need to have that as a safe, supportive space. I've got, can I swear on this podcast, Vicky? Yes, you can. You can. (laughs) Okay. So I've got a no dickheads policy in my Facebook group. If somebody makes a post and somebody criticizes that person for making the post, I get rid of, I ban that person who made Mm -hmm. the post because I don't want those people in my group because they're going to do it again. And it's going to stop people from posting a, that person that posting is probably never going to post again because I've had DMS from this Vicky. I've Mm -hmm. had people DM me and say, John, I made a post and someone made this comment. I'm leaving your group and never posting again. Right. So, and there's, there's, there's the the counter argument to it is, Oh, what a snowflake, this and that maybe, but like, I don't care. I just want a good community, you know, yeah, that's exactly money, right. you know, so yeah. So like, uh, uh, that's rule number one. Uh, rule number two is in the promotion strategy, because if you let, ev- if you let other people promote in your group, whenever they want, your group just becomes a sales pitch Yeah, and there's, there's no value in the group, right? It's like, um, you just go in there and people are trying to sell you stuff. So you need to have a strong, a rule on that as well. My rule is I don't allow anyone to promote in my group unless they've cleared it with me first, mm-hmm. right? They're the two kind of overarching philosophies that you need to have. If you don't have those things in place, then nothing else is going to work, right? Um, but right. if you have those two things in place, you're off to the right start, mm-hmm. but you still need to do some things to get engagement going at the start because it doesn't just happen. That's yeah, a common mistake sure. that a lot of people make. You know, I started this Facebook group and no one's posting. When do people start posting? Actually, don't. You need to um, have certain strategies in place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like what I found is it comes down to the culture of the group as well. Mm -hmm. There's certain things you do at the start that gets the culture of the group one that's an interactive group, right? Once you do them at the start, then you don't have to keep doing them because you've already built the culture in your group. It's the same as like anything. I'll I'll share an example. I used like a real life example. Then we'll go back to Facebook. I did BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for a while, right? Mm -hmm. And then the culture of the gym was as you arrive, you have to go and shake everyone's hand, right? Now, I didn't know this at the start. I just walked in and everyone was shaking my hand. And I'm like, oh, how cool is this? You're going to this gym and everyone's shaking your hand. Uh, but little did I know when the gym opened every day for a month, the instructor's like, guys, when you come in, you got to shake everyone's hand, go and do it now, you know? And he'd say that every day until like everyone kind of got it. Okay. You come in, you shake everyone's hand. He didn't have to say it anymore. Mm -hmm. Even when the new people come in, he didn't have to say it to me because I was just like, this is what happens. You come in and everyone shake the culture is set. You want the same thing in your Facebook group, a couple easy things you can do at the start. Number one, is the new member strategy. Mm. So any new member that comes in, send them a DM and introduce themselves. Hey, Vicky, awesome to have you in my Facebook group. What is it you do? You run a podcast on leadership? That's so cool. Hey, you know what? You want to do a post in the the Facebook group and introduce yourself? Just say like who you are, where you're from, what you do, and post a photo of yourself podcasting to make it more personal, right? (laughs) If I do that for every new member, obviously I can't do it now because I'm getting 20, 30 new members a day or whatever, but starting off when I was getting one or two, yeah, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And same as LinkedIn, half the people aren't going to reply, half the people aren't going to do it, but a percentage of people will, right? 
And then it just gets the ball rolling because mm -hmm. that person posts, people are liking and commenting. That person's like, this is a great group. I'm going to keep posting in here. Other people that maybe didn't even see my message are like, oh, this is what you do. You just go and introduce yourself. So yeah. now I don't need to do that anymore. It's just part of the culture of the group. You join, you introduce yourself, right? Another easy one is action tasks. So mm -hmm. I'm a course creator. In my in every course I've got, even my free courses, there's always some sort of action task yeah. that involves you going into the Facebook group and making a post. And it's yeah. always a good one. It's not like a mm. uh, go and you know do something boring. Like in my course creator Facebook group, the action task is, hey, here's some platforms I recommend, but get some feedback in the group. The, yeah. the one you're thinking of using, post in the group, ask who's using it and ask for feedback. That's a valuable thing. If that mm -hmm. person does that and they get 20, 30 comments, that can decide which way they go and save yeah. them thousands of dollars in time. So it's actually a good, good, good mm -hmm. task, you know? Uh, another one is the redirect. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the time, especially if you're doing like one-on-one -on -one coaching, maybe podcasting as well, get a lot yeah. of people DM you, you know, and many different things. It might be a question. Hey, yeah. John, I got a question, you know? Um, or it may even be good feedback. Vicky just wanted to say, I love that, that podcast episode you did. Both of them are great for interaction in the Facebook group. Let's use the feedback one. Vicky's yeah. like, Vicky sends me, a, I send Vicky a DM, you know, hey, Vicky, this is an awesome episode. You know, I learned so much. Vicky's response should or could be, Johnny, that's so cool. Hey, you reckon you could do me a favor? Could you post that in the, the Facebook group? Just exactly what you DM me, just post it in the Facebook group. That means yeah. the other people will see it. I get most listeners. That'll really help me out. Is that okay? Right? And most people will do that one because they yeah. want to help you. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, but even if, even if it's a question, you know, hey, John, no question. You know, what, what platform do you recommend? Hey, that's a really good question, Vicky. Can you do me a favor? I've got the perfect answer for it. But can you post that in the Facebook group? Because I'd love for everyone else to see that answer as well. That really helped the group out if you can post it in there. Right. Yeah. Once again, these are just, and there's heaps of these I got, right? But I'm trying to give simple ones that people can just do at the mm. start just to get the culture rolling because then it's the same thing. If someone, likes a podcast episode, they're not going to DM me anymore. They're just going to post it straight on the Facebook group. Someone's got a question, they're not going to ask me anymore. They're going to post it straight on the Facebook group. So they're just some some simple tips you can do to, to get the ball rolling. Yeah, and you're really, you're creating that community and the community helps one another. You know, you're just setting that precedent. Yes, exactly. So it is time now for us to go to rapid fire. And Ooh, I excited. have one, two, three, four, five things today. So what is the biggest tip? They listened to nothing else that you've said today, which y'all, you should have listened to everything because he gave great, great information. But what is the biggest tip for a new course creator? Sell first. Sell first before you create yeah, it. You do nothing that. else, do that. And you went out and you created this Facebook group how should they, you know, what are the first three things that they should do to um, make that group grow? Good question. So it's similar to my uh, answer with the course. Number one is don't create the group yet, right? Because what you want to do is when you create that group, you want give or take 50, mm -hmm. 60, even up to 100 people to be in there on day one. Because if you oh, start a group right. with 10 people, 
I'm not going to join your group. There's nothing in it for me. Yeah. You know, I'm going to ask a question and no one's going to answer it. If I uh, join a group with a hundred people, okay, there's at least something going on there. So, yeah. and also the other thing is if you can get a hundred ideal people, you've now also got some lead gen strategies. Cause if you found those hundred people, mm-hmm. you can find more people for your, for your Facebook group, you know? So that's yeah. number one is don't start it until you get a hundred. Mm-hmm. Number two, is don't start, uh, well, number two actually is name it correctly. <laughs> because ideally what you want is not to do any work. You yeah. want people to find your group organically and mm. for Facebook just to suggest it to people. The yeah. easiest way for both of those is to name it appropriately. Something that people are typing in the search bar so that yours comes up and they join it. Or if it pops up in their feed, they know what it is immediately. I'll share a couple examples. Mm-hmm. My group, the course creator community group. If someone's mm. typing in course creator, it's going to come up first. Yeah. If it pops up in someone's feed, they're going to click it because they know what it is. I've got a friend over here, Vicky. He runs a mortgage company, Python Wealth, right? He created a Facebook group and called it the Snake Pit. Get it? Python Wealth, yeah, Snake Pit. <laughs> it's clever. It's smart. It's cute. But no one's finding no, that organically. I was going to say. I'm not going to go looking for money there for sure. It's it's the only people searching for that are snake enthusiasts. Yeah. It's like in America, but in Australia, there's not a lot of crossover with mortgage brokers and snake enthusiasts, right? (laughs) So name it appropriately. And then the third one is just get engagement in there so that, it so that um it pops up in the the algorithm and Facebook show it to more people, and that way it grows without you there. Do those three things before anything else. Yeah, for sure, and. Why do most people struggle with that Facebook group? Is it, and especially if you have, like I probably am in eight or 10 Facebook groups. And so it's a lot to to stay active in all those. What other struggles do people have? Oh, so I think that the biggest struggle for sure, there's three, there's kind of three smaller ones. It's how do I grow it? How do I get Mm -hmm. engagement? How do I monetize it? For most people, it's the engagement. They can grow yeah. it fairly easily. If they get, you know, if they get on a call with someone, they can probably close it or, or whatever it is. But it's just how can I get engagement in there? That's the million dollar question. Yeah. You it, and the thing is it doesn't just happen. You need to manufacture it at the start, then it mm. runs itself. The key is to get it running itself because the most engaged group will win. What mm. do I mean by that? Vicky, you mentioned you're in eight to ten different groups. Let's say you've got a question and you want the answer to. You're going to post it in all eight? Maybe. You're probably just going to post it in the one or two that you know get the most responses or get the best responses. So I just need to make sure my group is the most engaging that makes you want to post in there because I know that you know that you're going to get a good response if you post in there. That made me wonder, do you use any tools like Hootsuite or any of those type of things that go across social media? So I don't personally, because I've got a different kind of strategy. My strategy is to do as little work as possible. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm not very active on, on social media. I focus just on my podcast as like a content production thing. And then just on my Facebook group as a community. And mm. even in that Facebook group, my goal is to be posting as little as possible. I want to get other people posting. Yeah. So the way I add value is just by replying to their 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 posts Mm -hmm. so i just spend 20 30 minutes a day jump on my facebook group answer a few questions maybe send a few dms happy days 
I very rarely post myself. Right. Very good. Yeah. All right. Biggest tip for if you are the Facebook group admin, and I think you already gave it because I, you know, setting the rules, I think is huge. Yeah. 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 I think you're right there. So I think setting the rules, it's, it's kind of like culture. Like the overarching thing is you need that culture of that. Yeah. group. You need to have the best culture. And yeah, the way, you know what, the tip I'm going to give is just the no dickhead policy. Yeah. Like just kick out anyone. And I know it's hard to do. And I know it's may not be fair even because it's not very democratic. I don't usually message the person like, Oh, do you mind deleting that? I just block and ban. Like I don't have yeah. time for it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I learned this one when I was running a boot camp because I was running a boot camp and I just couldn't grow it. And there was one client who was just like so hard to train. Like she'd complain about everything. She'd complain about other people. She'd kind of like ruin the mood for everyone. And I'd try and work around it, but I just couldn't. And then I just asked her to leave. I was like, Mm -hmm. like in in an appropriate way. I was like, Hey, look, I I don't think this is the right place for you. Like, you know, everything I do, you kind of complain about it. It might be better if if you go somewhere else. Is that all right? You know, I just, I'm not doing you a service by doing here. I just, I can't keep, I'm not good enough. You know, I'm not good enough for you. You you need someone better than me. I wasn't, I was way better than her, but I just wanted to say that to to do it. As soon as she left, my boot camp just grew and grew and grew because one negative person can take five other people that are like, I'm not coming back here. I don't want to hang around with this person mm-hmm. here. So yeah. that's where I realized the power of just kicking people like that out. Yeah. And everyone that isn't in a boot camp, but it has a team, that's a very important yeah. thing to remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, if you're yeah. that manager and you've got somebody that's negative, um, they are just like a poison ivy for everybody. You just got to get, yeah. get that weed out of there. All right. The last yeah. thing is, What's the next big thing on your journey in life here? Oh, so what I'm actually working on at the moment is an actual certification. So most of my courses with fitness education online are people that are already personal trainers, Uh right? And he's like upskilling for them. But now I'm working on the actual certification to become a personal trainer, which is actually like a government recognized thing over here. So great. Because more clients and yeah. you can charge a lot more for it because it's basically it's giving the people a, um, the opportunity to get a job. If you want to yeah. be a personal trainer, you need to do this. So, yeah, that's what I'm wow, working on. Wow, value add. That's excellent. Mm, yep. All right. So I'm going to share my screen. This is a warning for those that are just listening in to this and not watching that I'm going to be sharing my screen. So I will read the website, but you can find all of this information if you go to my YouTube or my website. That's funny. When you said, when you said, I'm going to share my screen, I just want to give everyone a warning. I was like, what's on her screen? What scandalous, <laughs> what scandalous things has Vicky got in the, the background? <laughs> well, you never know, right? Okay. So the website is fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Again, fitnesseducationonline.com.au. He is on LinkedIn, searching by his name, as well as Instagram, Facebook. And he has, as mentioned, that Facebook group, Course Creators Community One is the group. And uh, please do check out his website. Do join that group to be able to learn more about Jono. And I'll, I'll just give some background there. So the website is for mm-hmm. the fitness people, right? That want to buy the courses. 
that actually you know need to be personal trainers. The Facebook group is for people that want to learn about course creators. Awesome. Okay, great. Yeah. So it's been uh, just a lot of great education, a lot of good information. And again, as I mentioned, having done a few courses myself, everything he said is absolutely true. You should follow what he's telling you and uh, check out his website. If you have at all any interest in creating a course, please do uh, contact him. And uh, I look forward to uh, having some more of those follow-on podcasts so that we can cover even more details about those couple, three things that we uh, didn't have enough time to talk about in detail. But as always, thank, thank you so much for being here. I remind everybody that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.